Hi, you're listening to Plug In To Grow, a food and urban agriculture podcast that helps raise awareness about local food and environmental issues in the region of Peel. The Plug In To Grow podcast is hosted by the Young Urban Growers, a group of youth leaders from the region of Peel who are empowering our communities to take action to build sustainable food systems. My name is Rav and today I am joined with Shazine from the Young Urban Growers and we are going to talk about how youth are exploring food and amplifying their voices online. So Shazine, uh, why was it important to you and the Young Urban Growers to explore how the topics of food, storytelling and youth empowerment intersect? Uh, I think that food plays a big role in our lives. We eat hopefully three times a day and I found out that it's such an integral part of our life that there is a ecological, economical, environmental impact when it comes to food and the growth of food and the empowerment aspect of food is that if we can get autonomy of growing our own food then essentially there will be less dependence on other sources and that is power that is power in and of itself and to see that will be amazing so recently you had a chance to sit down with Elmira from Sheridan College to talk about her podcast with Sheridan Radio called Foodie Facts and I'm really excited to hear about what you folks talked about Um, so let's tune in I'm Shazine and I am a third year student at the University of Toronto, Mississauga. My major is environmental management. So this is this podcast is right up my alley because basically every other day or every day I'm in a class where we talk about sustainability, climate change, food security and all that. And it is such a pleasure to meet you, a member of the youth who is really active on this sphere of activism. And so I'm really honored that you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And really honored that you are part of the fight. So just as a little bit of a introduction, so could you tell me and the rest of the audience that's listening what your podcast is about? Um, Well, I'm Emmy and my podcast is really, it's really concentrated on food. Mm -hmm. So what I usually do is pick just one type of food or one type of vegetable let's say and I would then spur on to like how different people use it or how different countries use that same ingredient and also like just giving a little bit of backstory on how a lot of the common dishes that we know where do they where do they come from or what can you really do further than just the normal things that you would usually see that is being done with that food okay. so um, sometimes I also like like to ask people what their connections with food are because um, I find it interesting that a lot of things, a lot of foods have really interesting connections to people. Just so that the audience knows, what is your podcast called? Oh, it's called Foodie Facts. Where can they find it? You can find it on SheridanLifeRadio.ca. That's uh, Sheridan's kind of main campus radio station. Nice. Yeah. As you said that the you got the idea from where, from just your curiosity. Yeah. I've always been interested in food. That's kind of like anything to do with food. I'm, I'm down for that. Um, I joined the radio club. It's actually a pretty new radio club. It's only about a year and a half maybe mm-hmm. old. And I, didn't, I never thought of starting a podcast. But 
it's, like food comes to me so easily to talk to talk about so I figured like why don't I make a podcast just about that because you know well you do see a lot of podcasts with it or a lot of different like cooking shows but audio and food is something that I don't usually see it's usually visuals and food so I thought like that would be a cool idea to do yeah usually I mean you do see that food is a very much a visual form of media and you'll see that in cookbooks you'll see that in indigo when you go there you'll see that on instagram and um i would say it's kind of thinking out of the box talking about food from a really from a very uh, like a novice perspective and getting that getting that perspective in and your input of what you think about food is and and to that question and to that statement is uh, why do you think local food is so important uh, for a, a number of reasons, like local food is, I think that, that that's what makes a community almost sometimes. Like sometimes when I think of a place, I think of, a, of, of the food that they have. So like Florida always oranges, it's a really stereotypical thing to say, but I think that's what kind of makes up a community. And in a way, like that's that's a way that you can support the community. It ties the community together, like farmers markets, those are all local things. Like it's something that we can all connect to and engaging with like local agriculture or that kind of um, activity I think that's that's important in just building an appreciation for food more that we would think why do you think that building an appreciation for food is important I think that knowing what we eat how we eat it how we grow it I think that is very important to our health first of all um i think it just it just makes you more educated on a a lot of other things knowing where food comes from how it's grown that makes you more i guess makes you more rounded in a sense like you you know how to carry that information onward and apply it somewhere else you know how to cook better maybe because you know what ingredients to use um and you can also pass down the information to someone else which is really good You've mentioned on your podcast that cooking was something very new to you, that you didn't think you wanted to do it. Uh, so what changed in that? And how does thinking about local food add on to that? I think part of me was just, I was disappointed in myself. Mm. Um, all of my other friends knew how to cook. My sister knew how to cook. And I think that was just a, a kind of like a big disconnection to me and my family that I didn't know how to cook or I was just too scared. But once I saw like how like excited people would get to cook, or how like I would see my mom just anytime anyone came over, she just went to the kitchen. She made like ten different dishes for like one person. But I can see how that made her happy, and how people would just every time they saw me, they would say like, "Oh, your mom cooks the best food." So and like just the joy of of giving someone something that you made. Um, it's not necessarily a material thing. But it creates a connection and I think also locally like cooking is a big part of my culture. Yeah. Yeah, mine too, mine too, yeah. yeah. So I think that knowing how to cook really made me closer to a lot of to my community, to my culture, yeah. I've noticed that last year when I made food for my friends, it actually helped to forge the friendship when I barely knew them for three weeks. (laughs) Food does that. Um, and I found that getting having that communal feeling mm-hmm. wh- 
even with a bunch of strangers and they were strangers to me at that point still yeah. I've noticed that it left a mark in their memory because they they are like oh Shazine your food was so good and then that created like, like a stronger bond and I find that food is a really good way to break the ice it is yeah people right. remember it yeah people people do people do and so thinking about food and the fact that you're using this medium why do you think that having a podcast is beneficial to your message to what you believe in and why did you choose this medium over other medium well partly it kind of came as the medium first and then the idea mm -hmm. so i think i just fell into that um and also i'm a, I'm a very quiet person <laughs> so I thought doing a podcast would really get me out there without having to be seen almost. So I can kind of still be unknown, but I'm still being able to like channel my input somewhere. So yeah. <laughs> um, and I think podcast, like the radio and the podcast is something that people, at least in, in my perspective, don't appreciate as much uh, as like other things like YouTube are, or video. Are you talking about your age group? In Probably in my age group and also just in the general sense. I think the radio has died down a little. It's still there though. Um, and I think I've kind of grew up with radio. Oh wow. So it, it was nice to to be a part of that, even though I'm not like doing anything live. Mm -hmm. um, a podcast is something that is that you can still tune into whenever you're doing something. You don't have to look at it, but it's also not just music. Yeah. So it's kind of like an in-between, which is good. You get to, you get to have the voice. Yes. while still being somewhat in the back yeah. and that makes it more accessible to you and also makes it more comfortable for you i assume yes. yes i see in the long run do you see yourself doing this as maybe like a like a side hustle or maybe the main hustle i've never thought about it actually um i would like to i'm still continuing it i'd like to continue it as long as i can but no i've never thought about it being like a, a major part of my future which is odd, yeah. But do you think that the fact that, let's say if you grow a following mm -hmm. and you're talking about food and you're talking about lo local food, do you think that having this platform will have that impact or are you looking for that impact? I'd like it to have an impact, definitely. Um, but if it does happen, I'd be more than willing to keep it, keep it going because sending a message, sending important messages and just, just something fun and educational at the same time, I think that's really good. So, I don't really have like a yes or no answer, but I think definitely if, if it does come to that extent, yeah, I, I'd like to take that on. Okay. Yeah. I see. Well, I hope that it goes far for you. Thank you. I really hope so. And, uh, well, lastly, I'd like to ask that what advice would you like to share with youth and the community who want to live a more sustainable life? and use storytelling or podcasting as a way to connect, share, and raise their voices and awareness of food? I'd say definitely experiment more. Don't be afraid to try something new. And if you do find like different means of sustainability, like implement it into your life because at first it might seem it, like it's hard to do, it's, it's a lot of work, but once you get into the groove of doing something like that, it helps, and it helps not only you, but other people will see you doing it, and they'll do the same thing. 
and I think that's really important, especially here. the The movement for sustainability is is amazing. I think um, we don't have that back home. Like even recycling or composting, which is it's sad, but it's it's sad to see that people here don't do it sometimes. So I think just keep keep doing it despite whoever else tells you what. So just the small things too matter. Um, don't feel like that's going nowhere. So I think that as well, experimenting more, trying new things, and sharing whatever you find with someone else, because um, it might not seem as interesting to you, but when you do tell other people, they're like, oh wow, that's that's kind of cool. Even if it's a recipe or something cool that you created or something that you found interesting, I think that's that's a step forward. So, in terms of podcasting, I think storytelling is it's a way that we can all, well, as you said, connect. So maybe think of it as while you're doing these things, you're creating memories instead of you're just doing them for doing its sake. Everything that you do, it leaves a mark. So even if it's something simple as like you and your friends making something together, that creates a memory and that's going to stay and from that you're going to build like you said like you've made food for your friends and that that stays there um so i think making things like a podcast or even an instagram page or something like that 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 lets other people know it shares it and people will see it and want to do the same thing and i think that's just like a cycle that goes on people want to do things that make them feel happy and I mean, it's not a shallow thing to say, but when you see someone doing something that has good repercussions or that looks like it would be fun, they want to try to do the same thing. And I think that's a good way of spreading the message without really saying it sometimes. So it's on your face, yeah. right? Like you're seeing the, the action exactly. and that speaks for itself. Yes. Yeah. That's really important. And I find that the environmental movement, I think seeing people making their changes has a bigger impact than telling someone, hey, throw your trash properly or, or recycle properly. Rather than that, I think people see the change when people actually do it. Yes. Yeah. My, my sister actually, she studied at Waterloo. Um, she did food security and environmental sustainability. So I've had a lot of like her input or like her thoughts on all of this like environmental movement. And she basically said the same thing. Like it's the environmental area is very hard to just verbally go ahead with it. You have to be in it, you have to be active. And I think exactly what you said, like seeing other people do it and seeing like the results from your actions is what really pushes it forward sometimes. Well, I would say that you're a clear example of that. You're putting your voice forward and it's amazing that you got the courage to do that because I know sometimes I can speak for myself. I'm like, I have a lot of things to say, but how do I say it? How do I package it? Like, will people listen? And then I don't do it. <laughs> and it's hard. And I really commend you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Would there be anything else that you'd like to talk about or share? Or any last input that you would like to make? Probably keep, just keep doing what you're doing and don't be afraid, afraid to try new things. Like, that's the, yeah, just don't be afraid because once you try it, then you know, and if you don't succeed, well, at least you tried it. At least I tried, tried yeah, it. Yeah, at least one can try. And, um, yeah, don't be afraid to put out your voice. Yeah, that's Definitely. A, that's a very 
poignant thing to say, Don't which is very true. <laughs> you're you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to say something, and whether or not people will like it, it's still something that you can say. So. Don't be afraid. Shazine, what a great conversation you guys had. Um, so what's something new that you learned or something that you're gonna be taking away from this conversation? Well, one thing I'll definitely take out from, from our conversation here and with Almira is that I need to be a little bit more courageous in what I want to do. And I think a lot of people can take away that lesson because she did it out of her she did this podcast foodie facts out of her own curiosity and out of her own passion for food and the fact that she understood the implications of what food has and what it does for people's lives and in people's lives and starting off with the example of mangoes it's it's a, it's a fruit but it means a lot of different things to many people in many different cultures especially if you come from a subtropical tropical region. Like I come from Bangladesh originally, mangoes is a, a really big part of our culture, so I'm assuming it's a part of her culture as well as she, as she mentioned it. So food is not just you eat and that's it. There is a story that's woven through time, through generation, and there's a lot of sentimental and emotional value to food. And I think that's what, you know, that's what the importance of food is to people and to have it to be local, to have it to be a part of your community and people seeing it and valuing it because it has grown on their own soil, it adds just a whole different effect to it. And I think it was so inspiring for me to see two post-secondary students having this conversation um, because I work a lot with youth and I always see them thinking, oh, I'm too young, I'm not experienced enough, I don't have this skill or this piece of knowledge. And they're always wondering, what can I do to make a difference? And, you know, I try as much as I can to remind them that you have a voice and you can use it. And it was so great to have Amira come in here and share her thoughts about, you know, podcasting and storytelling and how youth can use that as a platform to amplify their voices because you know anyone can create a podcast anyone can go on instagram and create a page or you know do get creative with these things yeah so that was just so so inspiring for me personally to to hear that conversation between the two of you Shazine, thank you so much for hosting this conversation and a huge thanks to Elmira from Foodie Facts Podcast for sharing her thoughts with us. You can listen to the Foodie Facts Podcast at sheridanliferadio.ca slash podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Urban Growers from Ecosource, an environmental education nonprofit based in Mississauga, Ontario. The Plug and To Grow podcast is generously supported by the Ontario Trillium Foundation and Telus Friendly Futures Foundation. Visit ecosource.ca to learn more and connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Ecosource Green. Now let's go plant some seeds in our community.